0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network.
1: Hello and welcome to the it's all cobblers to be preview show. I'm Danny Brothers and I'm here to look ahead to this weekend's trip to Scotland as the cobblers take on Rochdale. And when we need a Rochdale fan, there's only one place to turn. Please welcome back to the previous show, Rochdale's Her Game 2 Ambassador, host of the Day Away podcast and co-host of the Absolute Football Podcast. It's Charlotte Flamerty. How are you doing, Sha? I'm
0: doing really well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on again. How
1: are you? Good, good, yeah, all good. Not as busy as you though, by the sounds of it. By, by that <laughs> I know I'm everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Everywhere at the
1: minute. Oh <laughs> <laughs> good, good stuff. Let's um just talk about the important stuff first before we get into Rochdale. Um what a year it's been for her going to your? When we were at the FCA's, your team got the probably the biggest cheer of the night. I'd say when you won the award for best in women's football, it was it was a night where a lot of the kind of you'd kind of pick your winners, and you know it was kind of like quite standard winners all night. But I think when you won your award, everyone just seemed to really get into it and really get excited for you. So I think that's a sign of how far you've come in the last year, and so deserved such a deserved win for your team. And you've expanded into fighting sexism not just in football but in cricket and rugby as well this year. How good is it to be involved in such a like incredible movement like this?
0: Honestly, it's just so it's so humbling and it's just it's surreal really to obviously have been asked to be part of such a huge campaign at the start, but for it to grow even bigger and bigger, and now obviously we've won the award. And just to be so involved with so many amazing people representing their own clubs, representing just women in sport and obviously getting a chance to do it for Rochdale as well, which I've supported from being such a young girl. So it's just amazing. Um, yeah, it's just incredible. I, sometimes when I sit back, I'm quite lost for words because I think, wow, I'm, I'm part of it. <laughs> it's, it's really, really surreal
1: yeah it's absolutely blown up hasn't it in the last even in the last few months it's got bigger and bigger and like I say get moving into other sports and stuff but I can't imagine how it is to be actually for your childhood club as well to be the ambassador for that and you're getting quite close to the club as well in this role as well
0: yeah um, I cannot fault Rochdale as a club one bit they've been absolutely amazing Um, anything I've wanted to kind of do or any ideas I have put forward to them like our dedicated fixture they've been absolutely fantastic they took all my ideas on board obviously I think last time we spoke I mentioned about getting Richard O'Donnell on board and that was my idea bringing the player advocates into her game too and honestly he's fantastic to work with as well like anything um we ask of him anything, he gets involved in too. He's just a brilliant, brilliant role model and just a general lovely guy. But yeah, the, the club have just been absolutely fantastic and I can, I can speak for most, most ambassadors, hopefully, that the clubs are quite good on board, especially the lower league clubs, like League Two in particular. I don't know if you've seen as well, but Gillingham have recently got um, player advocates their goalkeepers as well, which is fantastic. They've got Jake Turner, who's obviously Millie Turner's brother, who plays for Manchester United Women, which is just amazing. Um, at Crinton Stanley as well, they've got a player advocate. They've got a female player advocate. So the lower, cl- the lower league clubs in particular are smashing it at the minute. They're doing fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's so good. This system—it's um, so good to have that access to the players as well, isn't it? And I, like, I can imagine it being such a a big thing for them as well to get involved with and to, to to stand up and be like in the dressing room, like I'm the advocate for Her Game too. I think that's such a, that's such a great thing, I think. And hopefully more and more clubs get involved with, with actually getting players on board as well.
0: Yeah, of course. And Richard O'Donnell in particular, um, it was mad because we had a few, like me and my Her Game 2 team, we had a few names in mind, but we didn't specifically name anybody, you know, in particular. We just asked the club if anybody wanted to be involved so I remember um, Leanne from our media team at the time, she sent a text and said, Charlotte's got this idea in the group chat. Would anyone, like, do you know anyone who'd be interested? You know, to um, <laughs> them and straight away, Richard O'Donnell put his name forward. But I just think him in particular, he's been in football for quite a long time. Um, it seems quite a family orientated man. is quite, quite like... A, humble guy like when you talk to him he's lovely he's so great around the younger fans the older fans and he's got a daughter too and I remember um when we were the lead up to our dedicated fixture we were talking about obviously women in football and who our role models are and he was talking about his wife his mom how supportive they've been about his football career and I just find it amazing how he wants to give something back to like women in general and he wants to represent it and for him being the first one it was just it was just brilliant and for him as well to step forward because as a football player as well it can be you'll get lots of opinions like being a being like in the game of football in general but being a man and like saying I stand up to this I stand up for women and like their rights and equal rights as well so for him to be the first one it's just, it's just brilliant. It really is.
1: Yeah, and like I say, it paves the way for other players to do the same. Hopefully, yeah, of as course, well, definitely. So, yeah, I think it's such a such a fantastic thing for for them to be doing. And your dedicated fixture, how what did that look like on the day? Was it um, was there a lot of um, things going on on the pitch with you? Was there stuff outside the ground? How did that kind of work with as a as a dedicated fixture for you?
0: Yeah, it was fantastic. So, um, the lead up to the dedicated fixture, um, we got some promotion pick promotional pics for social media so when we got like a team picture and it was um them holding up for her game to rochdale flag with all the like my her game to um advocates on which was amazing we had interviews on social media with our female physio Sophie, like female staff. and the lead up to it was fantastic players talking about their female inspirations and then the actual day itself um Was just amazing. We gave free tickets to like female grassroots teams or female players that played in male grassroots teams as well, which was fantastic. Um, there were like female um ball people and flag bearers. It was there was just so much going on around the ground and just celebrating like the fact it is a sport for everybody, which it is because I've been going watching them since I was four with my dad. I will admit, first of all, it was to wave at Desmond the Dragon and for a pie, because I didn't really know what was going on at first. Yeah. That's why that's what we but, all um, go, to be fair. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's standard. <laughs> Great pies, by the way, at Rochdale. <laughs> nice. Good to know. Great pies. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, obviously as I got older and older, it became like mine and my dad's thing, and still to this day. So it's just it's just trying to get the message through that everyone can enjoy. No matter what race, no matter what sexuality, what gender, it is a game for everyone. Mm,
1: it's so good, Leah. All, all of that work you're doing, please do keep it. This it's mm-hmm. fantastic um, across the country, but for you for Rochdale as well, um, such great work you're doing. So, so, so happy to see it growing so much. So, yeah, do do oh, keep that going. Um,
0: thank you so much.
1: Oh, no worries. Um, we are going to have to move on to the football side of things, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, earlier. Uh, we could talk about this all day, um, but... Yes, we do have a match on Saturday. Um, We'll go back to September when we last spoke to you. It hadn't been a great start for you. You'd um, sacked Robbie Stockdale after about, uh, actually less than a month into the season, I think, wasn't it? And replaced him with Jim Bentley. Lost 3-0 at Sixfields. And then that first win eluded Bentley for a little bit. But did you start to worry it was going to be quite a long season and it just wasn't working with him either at that point?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And um, at first, I thought to myself, like, it's Robbie Stockdale's side. Jim Bentley has got a lot of work to do because I don't mean to be awful, but the players we've got, they're just not good enough. And it, it honestly, it sounds awful because looking on paper, you look at some of the names, and they're quite, there's some quite good names on there, and it's just, it's just not happened. It's just a really long season. And I thought the season before, obviously, was um, awful. We had, obviously, the hostile takeover and stuff. And then, obviously, this season, it's just gone from bad to worse. And I I don't really know what's going on. I think at the minute, it is the fact that the players aren't good enough. Obviously, now he's brought in his own players whether it be loan signings whether it's been people in a January transfer window but I think some of his decisions as well um and some of his substitution sometimes it's just not good enough he's dropped Richard O'Donnell and brought in Jake Eastwood who's made three mistakes in like three four games and it's just honestly it's just an absolute car crash at the minute it's (laughs) Mm. awful it really is awful
1: because he didn't really have a lot of time to bring in players. He came in what twenty ninth of August, Bentley. So it's not yeah, like it's yeah. not like he had loads of time to change things up or sort of make decisions to 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 bring players in or loan players in. I think he brought in Scott Quigley right at the end in um, the um at the window. So it was always going to take some time to to actually stamp his authority on the team, I guess.
0: Yeah, of course. And with Scott Quigley in particular, it started off really well, but then he got an injury in um I think it was. Uh... Papa John's Trophy against Salford, it got an always, injury. It's always when the he Papa John's. It's,
1: it's always that competition that you get injuries on. You're like, what's the point That's
0: of? That's why it it's frustrates like... me. It frustrates <laughs> me so much. And since then, it doesn't seem to quite have got back to the Scott Quigley that we saw, you know, early on in the season. Mm-hmm. He scored a penalty at weekend, but there just seems to be something missing from our team, and it's so frustrating. It really is because, don't get me wrong. The last couple of games, it's been better. We've got loan signing Dodgson from Burnley. We've signed um, Malarkey from Altrincham, who looks a really good player. Um, we've signed Damali Mella. We've brought in Danny Lloyd. So it's getting better, but it's still frustrating because I just feel like something's missing.
1: Mm. Yeah, so, so after Sixfields, you win, You actually won three of the next four. So you've yeah. started to kick into action a little bit. Um at that point, you're out of the bottom three. You Things are looking like they're on the up. Did, were you starting to get a little bit optimistic at that point that it's not going to be a relegation battle? Bentley's here. We, we're going to be okay.
0: Yeah, part of me, part of me obviously thought um, we are going to struggle still because obviously we've not really got the funds. We're not really got the squad or the players that most of them do have, you know, bottom as well. It's like you look at, the January transfer window, for teams around us, they've kind of spent money, they've brought players in, like Gillingham, for instance, look at them now, they're obviously doing very well, but part of me was like, it is going to be a struggle, but we can get out of this. But then the other part of me was thinking, is it the new manager bounds? Because mm. most teams do have that, don't they? When they obviously we get a new manager, it's happened with Sean Dyche as well at the weekend <laughs> with Everton. Once you get a new manager, they tend to go on a little bit of a run. So,
1: yeah, it, I was kind of 50-50. Yeah. So, yeah, the last game of, of that run was the 2-1 against Barrow, but only two wins in the league since um, as well. But, like saying that, both of them wins are pretty impressive. You beat Salford at home 1-0 that's always going to be a good result. Then you've got you've gone to Bradford in the start of January in 1-2-1 as well. Literally not many teams go to Barrow and win. Uh, sorry, Bradford and win. A lot of teams probably go to Barrow yeah. and win. Bradford's <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's obviously quite a like intimidating atmosphere sometimes, but to go there and win is a bit of an upset. Helped us out quite a lot. So thanks for that. Um, <laughs> but um, it does seem to be a league where anything can happen on any day because you've had Carlisle losing to Harrogate the other day like completely out of the blue things like that. And th- did you see anything in those two wins? that make you think, you know, actually, if we can just get a couple together, then we can go on a bit of a run.
0: Yeah, um, 100%. And what frustrated me more about the Bradford thing, we are shown so much fight and we got back into the game. It was like, it was like the games that you really love to go and watch, you know, just the, the players showing passion and the fans were singing Obviously, you could tell with Jim Bentley's reaction after the game, everyone was just buzzing. But then the next game, he goes and drops O'Donnell and changes the side around. And this is what I'm saying about him, where as much as I really want him to do well, some of his decisions are really quite... You kind of question them a little bit because you think, especially momentum and how much of a high the players must have been on. And then to drop your goalkeeper and to drop some other players from that game, I just I just really don't understand
1: it. Yeah, the O'Donnell one is, just seems to have been such a mistake for you, because like you said, there's been two or three mistakes from Jake Eastwood who's, I think he's the on loan from Sheffield United. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's the goalkeeper position in a situation like you're in is so, so key. Like, you can probably get away with a reasonably half-decent goalkeeper in the middle of the league, you know, makes a few mistakes, doesn't get noticed, but as soon yeah. as you're in a relegation scrap, especially down to the conference, and you make a mistake, it's just ten, heightened 10 times over, and it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Because O'Donnell's been there, done that. He's been in relegation scraps before. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> one, one of them with us. Um, and he just, <laughs> like I said, he, he seems to have a real connection to your fans as well, and it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. It's, is there any, do you, do you think seeing Bentley how he is, it's just more, I brought in this lone goalkeeper, I'm going to stick with him because that was my decision kind of thing?
0: Yeah, well, the thing with Richard O'Donnell is as well, I'm not just saying this and being biased because obviously they're <laughs> a Game 2 team, but um, just him in general, we all thought, as fans, we thought, because he's played most games, we had um, Kevin Slicker on loan from Manchester City, but he got injured quite quickly into the season, so O'Donnell pretty much played every Cup game, every league game, so we thought, as he got a knock? But then... Um, as the games went on more and more, it came to light that it hasn't. It's just been dropped. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I do get from Bentley's point of view: if you want to like bring someone in as a goalkeeper and he's from Sheffield United, fair enough, bring him in. But after three mistakes that has cost us points in the games, surely he needs to just think: do you know what? I I need to drop this person as much as is my signing. He's made both mistakes. It's cost us points. We need to drop him. And not only that, with Richard O'Donnell, he's like a leader as well. Like you mentioned, he's been in these battles before. He's an experienced player. He was our captain early on in the season. He's got that leadership. He can encourage, obviously, the team. He's that kind of guy as well. So that's what does frustrate me because in a relegation battle, you need those kind of players like Ian Henderson's Obviously, we've got Ady, White, Jim McNulty, um, Richard O'Donnell. We need those kind of players who have been there before and to encourage the young lads because we have got a lot of young lads in our side.
1: <clears throat> and that's pretty daunting for them young lads as well to, to have those leaders yeah. on the pitch, especially the keeper as well, when you've got someone pretty reliable there in goal to yeah. lead from the back. You kind of need that, don't you, as well?
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's like with Richard O'Donnell, don't get me wrong. Um, He's made a couple of mistakes in games, but as much as he's um, made those couple of mistakes, he's kept us in a lot of games. And if it weren't for him, we would have got would have got beat even more. And the Colchester game, he saved a penalty. <laughs> like The last seconds, he saved a penalty, which obviously secured us three points at Colchester mm-hmm. away. So it's things like that where I think we do need more experienced players more. And this is no disrespect to Jake Eastwood, but... I just feel like if you have made those mistakes and it's not just the odd one, it's like vital mistakes that's cost us points here. Mm. And we can't afford to do that. We really can't.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, we're going to take a quick break there. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. We're back with Shah here from uh, Rochdale. Um, we're going to talk about your league position. I know you don't want to, but um, and it is starting <laughs> to get to that, to that point of the season where it, is just getting to that point where every game is so highlighted, isn't it? And like every three points is huge. Every point even is huge. And like you say, you've got teams around you like Gillingham who have just spent massively in the transfer window in January. You've got Crawley, obviously, with their pictures of stuff that they're selling or whatever it is. I don't really get it. Um, But they're (laughs) obviously trying to get out of it. hartley they've got Keith Curl in charge, who is, you know, he is what he is, as we know. But like when you see teams around you, especially Gillingham, you think... Gillingham now are going to be okay. I just you just thought ultimately look at it and you think that Gillingham would be fine because they've got all these new players in, they've got that bounce, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, now, where in in terms of your whole league, in terms of your whole league season, where does the blame lie for you? Is it with Bentley? Is it with the players? Is it with the ownership? What where's the ultimate blame for for where you are at the moment? You're what five points off twenty second at the moment.
0: I think. To be fair, I think it's not just one particular person. I think, obviously, as much as he's not here now and he got sacked quite early, part of it has to be with Stockdale just because of his signings. And that's obviously, he's not had much chance to obviously work with them signings, but some of it you've obviously got to blame him for, for bringing them players in. I think as well with some of his like um decisions he's made as i've mentioned previously i think it's just i think it's just a mixture to be honest and even the players because as i mentioned before some of the players they just do not show any fight and i would mm. i would rather us get relegated and go down showing some passion and putting up a fight and showing that they really do want this kind of thing and they wanna win a game, but it it just doesn't seem that way. And there's only certain players, in my opinion, from what I've seen, that have shown that fight, like Eureen Henderson's, it's mostly the older players, which is quite it's quite disheartening really.
1: Yeah, um, I saw a couple of tweets from Gab Sutton over the weekend um, commenting on the body language of your players. Like the fact yeah. that they're, they're just jogging back, not showing the sort of fight you need. He was saying, Is, obviously that's something you've picked up on from the stands as well.
0: Yeah, honestly. And it's like even when we're, when we're defending a set piece, like we're awful at defending. I think I mentioned this last time. We are awful at defending set pieces. And there'll be players not marking a man and it's basic football. Mm. It's like, as much as I love football, watching it, I cannot play football. But if I, if I was <laughs> playing football, I'd know when it's a corner and you're defending a corner, you have to mark. You yeah. have to mark your man. <laughs> it's, honestly, it's just, it's just poor decisions from either the defender. It's us. If we lose a the ball, then we're strolling back and honestly it's just simple things simple basics that we're just lacking in and that's the most frustrating thing about it it's just the simple things that they should be doing which they're not
1: mm. and yeah.
0: they're just not showing any fight for it or that they do want it
1: yeah it's really strange as well because Jim Bentley is one of these characters who you just associate with fight and guts and determination yeah and he, he might yeah. not have the he might not you know, have the silky skills. He might have pass and go. He might not play out in the back. But what his sides have always had a fight and grit and determination. And he gets the best out of players. He gets the absolute maximum from players. That's what you kind of associate Jim Bentley with. But there must be a frustration from your fans as well that he's come in and and he's not had that impact on the players so far.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of frustrated fans and especially um, now, like obviously with bottom of the league and stuff now, four points adrift. There is still some calling like saying they want him sacked, there's people saying they want Keith Hill back. <laughs> there's I all know. different like opinion honestly, there's all different opinions at the minute. And I just I feel like he's very stubborn sometimes, like with his decisions. And it's like it sent it sent Tyree Sinclair out on loan. And Tyree Sinclair, don't get me wrong, is not made much of an impact but he's scored goals. He's created some goals as well. Abraham Abrahamedo is in that position also. He's not done anything, and there's a lot of fans. I can't remember the stats now. Um, I'll have to I'll have to send it you after obviously this recording. But there's a there's a stat list of Abrahamedo, and it's like he's had no assists, no goals in so many minutes and stuff, <laughs> <like> and. <laughs> I just think before, Tell us that.
1: We know what's coming on Saturday now if you say that on our podcast. Yeah, First shot, top corner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, and that's no disrespect to Abraham Ado, Um But I just feel like some of his decisions like that, Tyree Sinclair, he might not be the best footballer, but he scored more goals than him. He's creating more goals, but we've sent him out on loan. Just things like that, for goalkeeping and stuff. It's just poor decisions that, our fans are getting quite upset with now because we just want him to kind of think, do you know what? I have brought my goalkeeper in, but he's made these mistakes. I do need to change it. But I think he needs to quickly change it rather than like Stockdale last season, he left it too late. And then luckily we didn't end up going down. We were quite, in the end, we were quite comfortable. Whereas I think with Bentley, he needs to realise that, we are in a relegation battle. <laughs> yeah. We do need uh, is it, to, like, hurry up. He does need to bite the bullet and think we need to try something new.
1: Mm. Is, is there questions in general about the manager from your fan base?
0: Yeah, there's a few. Um, even when he got appointed as manager, there was a few, like, questioning him coming. But at the end of the day, it's a new manager. Obviously, we've not got a lot of money, so you work with what you've got kind of thing. At the start, everyone were quite optimistic, but just as time's gone on, and even in his um, post match interviews, it's just the same every week. <laughs> and do you know when you just get really frustrated because it's as if the manager's seeing one, seeing a game, then everyone else is seeing another game? It's just so frustrating, but it's just like every week.
1: Yes, so yeah, it's completely not good. been there. It's not yeah, good. I think most football fans have been there at some point. <laughs> um, if he, just say you did get sacked tomorrow, um, and they gave you the job. What would you do to keep yourselves up? What What would be your like master plan of of keeping yourselves up?
0: I think I'd have to do like some motivational speech first. Yes, <laughs> and just drum, in, just drum it, just drum it into the heads. Like we are in a relegation battle. I'd have to shake them <laughs> and yes. be like, yeah, yeah. "We are in a relegation yeah. battle. <laughs> yeah. We have to try that <laughs> wake up kind lose, of thing." We yeah, we have to try. Yeah, I'd bring Richard O'Donnell in as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, so that is the difficulty now because you do even if you do sack him, you've got no manager's going to be able to come in and and do anything about the actual squad, are they? It's more about the the motivation and the like how how they're playing mentally and stuff like that. It's it's a really really difficult one.
0: I think as well, he's on a contract as well for um a couple. I think it's two year contract. So obviously, I don't think we could afford to sack him. But I don't want us to become the team that sack managers consistently kind of thing I think I think we do need to stick with him but he also needs to try and I think it is a bit of ego sometimes and it's very stubborn I think he's very stubborn like in his ways like in his set ways and I just hope his decisions like that and just his like stubbornness doesn't cost us
1: yeah. And how's that translating into the stands at home games at the moment? Is that is it is it quite a lot of tension from the start that you get behind them quite a bit?
0: It's not very good at the minute. Don't get me wrong. There's an atmosphere and obviously we all go into a game quite optimistic. But then when you go in like 1-0 down every single week and it's from it's from the same goal, it's from the same mistake off a player and stuff, it's just it's just really frustrating. But I do know there's a lot of people on social media. And I know social media is toxic anyway, but there's quite a lot. <laughs> More wanting change than there is now wanting to keep him from what I've seen.
1: Yes, it's it's such a difficult one, isn't it? It's it's such a hard time of the season to do that or to to look into it. But I yeah, guess you've got definitely. to go with you've got to go with what you've got. You've got um, transfer window brought in Reese Bennett from Morecambe. I assume Bentley knew him from before, but if it's Morecambe, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Bentley obviously knew him, but we had Reese Bennett um, under Keith Hill as well, so he was at the club for a few years like previously so he knows the club quite well so it's quite, even though obviously he's not had a club and he's been out of football for a little bit it is a good signing to have because with Reese Bennett you know he's going to try, you know he's going to graft and he's someone who cares about the club as well because he's been there before so that's another obviously, I forgot to mention him before but someone who um, hopefully will show that fight and show the passion especially from been at the club before
1: and he actually cares yeah and that, that's a really clever signing i think as well isn't it if it, yeah as you say if he's got that link to you as well um to come in he's got the experience what is he just 31 now um hold, yeah. holds together in midfield maybe someone you need in league too, as well isn't it just that little bit of experience in the middle um yeah, definitely. T- toby malarkey what a name that is love that from Altringham. um <laughs> Obviously, we've talked about Jake Jake Eastwoods, Owen Dodgson, we kind of brief, briefly mentioned earlier, Damani Miller. He and, looks um, a really
0: good player. Is this Damani he looks Miller? a really good player at Dodgson. At uh, Dodgson, so yeah. Yeah, he looks, he looks a really good player. We've been playing him as a wing back and he's got a bit of pace about him. But yeah, he, the last two games he's played, if anyone's going to create something or create a chance, it's definitely going to be him. He looks a really good player and he's only mm. quite young as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and if he's coming in and, um, and showing that that kind of quality in that technique already, yeah. that's that's great, isn't it? As really, Um Daniel Adshi, the other one on loan that you've got so far. I think January signings, when you're in that relegation battle, we've been there before ourselves. It can go like one of two ways: they either make themselves heroes yeah. and they really, really put everything into it to try and lift that club, or they just come in and they stroll around. They don't care. They, they're off again in, at yeah. the end of the year. They just come for game time, whatever. Like, you've seen kind of a, quite a high amount of fight from these players, these young players. You might not have seen too much of them so far, but on first impression is it, is it more towards that they've come in and they're, they're really up for the fight so far?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, I've seen more of Damali Mella and I've seen Dodgson, the games they've played. They've looked really, really good. Um, we've signed Danny Lloyd as well in a short-term contract till the end of the season. And he's honestly... <laughs> He's only played six or seven games for us and he's already my player of the season so far. <laughs> That's how bad it is. <laughs> but he looks, he looks a really good player. But um, that malarkey on Saturday as well, um, he's just come up from obviously the lower league. hes I feel like with him, he's that player who will try hard. Um, it re- reminds me a bit like when Craig Dawson played for us and the kind of player he was like is a defender but he likes going forward as well um but even watching his interviews it just it just seems like he's really like humbled to be given the opportunity to play in the football league and stuff as well he comes across as quite a really nice guy and that is quite happy you know um to have been given a chance and stuff so hopefully that'll reflect on the pitch as well
1: yeah um, and briefly earlier, I talked about Ian Henderson. Obviously, he used to play for us as well, back for a second stint with you. Um, again, someone who know been there, done that, and he knows exactly what Rochdale's all about. So I think he's your top score, is he? was seventh so far this season. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, well, he's 38, but, you know, he seems to have fit right back in with you already.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, it's like he's never been away. Obviously, um, we can't always rely on him because he is getting older now. And. Like we mentioned, he's 38, but at the same time, he's the kind of player who you kind of need on the pitch because if anyone's going to score, it's going to be Ian Henderson. And just to have that kind of role model on the pitch and just to give the players that encouragement. Um, him and Devante Rodney play well off each other as well. I know Rodney's not obviously got the goals this season, but together they play off each other quite well. So, it'll be interesting to see if, obviously, he starts with Henderson or whether he'll play Henderson and Rodney, whether Quigley as well. There's there's a couple of choices now who will play up front, so I'm not really sure who he'll go for.
1: Yeah. I've uh, got to ask about Jim McNulty as well. Still going still going strong for you. <laughs> what is he, 37? No.
0: Yeah, he doesn't really play many games often. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of when someone picks up an injury or suspension, but I know he's going through his badges at the club as well.
1: Yeah. Was he caretaker at some point as well?
0: Yeah, he was. He was this season when we st- when we sacked Stockdale. But it's just it's just one of them guys you need in a dressing room, um one of the older, experienced heads, um, very motivational, he's a really nice guy, comes across really well as well when I've met him. So that's the kind of person you kind of want.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyone else we should be looking out for from you guys?
0: Um, as I mentioned before, Dodgson. I think he's um, I think he's the one, if anyone creates anything, it will be him. Um, Liam Kelly, on his day, is a great player, but he's been struggling on form at the minute, so he's quite um, good in midfield on his day. Malarkey, from the last game, he was pretty good as well. And then I'd mention, obviously, Ian Henderson, because if anyone is going to score... It's going to be Hendo.
1: Yeah, 100%. I'm sure he will on Saturday as well. (laughs) It's usually the way. I hope so.
0: Sorry, but I hope so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. You're in desperation, and You need it just as much, even more than we do, I'm guessing. Um, Always (laughs) ask when we go for away days, where should Cobblers fans eat and drink before the game?
0: Drink-wise, there's actually um, a bar as part of our um, club for Radcliffe Arms, which is a really nice bar. It welcomes away fans as well as home fans. It's always a really good atmosphere in there and... um, if have football on before the match, if obviously there's a game on Premier League or anything. Food-wise, obviously if he's in the ground, but there's a chip it as well, just straight across from the away end. And everyone, everyone on Twitter who always says... Oh, you're a Rochdale fan. That chippy is the best chippy yeah, exactly.
1: I've ever gone to. 100%. So that's what yeah. we know
0: Rochdale for, the chippy. Yeah,
1: yeah I've got it in my notes already. So that was, that's that. to sort of, that, that chippy across the road. Absolutely. Um, it's like you get inf- infamy, don't you, from from these things, as soon as you mentioned the team. Um, yeah. Let's come on to predictions then for the weekend. Um, oh. <laughs> um, for me... I, I never go into a game confident, but I said on our part this week we need to come back from what was a you know, it was a frustrating game against Walsall um, for, for a nil nil. We need to come back and kind of hit the ground with a win here, and I've got to predict us to win. But I think now you've said it, Abra- Abraham Ade is definitely scoring. <laughs> He's going to get the ball with about 30 yards out. He's going to hit it with his first touch and it's going to fly into the top corner. So I'm kind of pencilling that one in. I'm pencilling in an Ian Henderson goal. So I've got to go... I'm going to go 3-2 Cobblers, I think. It's because we've got to get those two things in. But yeah, I'm going to go for a ding-dong. 3-2 Cobblers. Um, where are you going with this one?
0: Oh, I'd never want to say we're going to lose. Even being rock bottom, I never want to say we're going to lose. So I'm going to go for a 2-all draw. Nice. And I'm going to go for... I'm gonna go for Henderson and Quigley
1: to score. That's good stuff. Um, assuming that's that's um, all, your fans will be pretty happy with a draw. I'm guessing. But
0: do you know what? Any point, it... even one yeah, point, yeah. I'll be happy with just oh, anything man. right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. From from a team who's been down there in that position, it's a horrendous place to be. So I, I do wish you the absolute best after obviously saturday it's plenty of time Thank after saturday to get it. points you don't need any points on saturday but <laughs> you can get loads after that because it's a, it is an awful place to be in especially for a club like yours that's been was 102 years in the football league it's yeah it's yeah. so it must be so hard to watch and so difficult to go through so we yeah we genuinely wish you all the best um for for Thank the rest you. of the season after that um can you plug your podcasts or um, all your various different podcasts before you go
0: yeah of course so I am on The Dale Way, which is my own, me and Isabel, a fellow Rochdale fan, talk about that. We've not managed to get any recent episodes out because I've been doing so much and she's been busy <laughs> with uni, but we are available on Spotify, YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and I am on the Absolute Football Podcast, which is every Monday live on YouTube and Twitch, and it's a light by episode tomorrow at 8pm this Thursday, so that's quite that's quite good. It's like a short chat between two of us where we talk about things. And I just wanted to give a shout out as well as we were talking to her game two to Heidi because mm-hmm. she's obviously Northampton's her game two ambassador and she's yeah. one of my closest friends in the oh, campaign. Really. And I just wanted to say how amazing she is and how supportive she is and just she's doing some really good stuff for women in football as well. So I just wanted to do a massive shout out to her.
1: Uh, absolutely Heidi that definitely needs every shout out possible she's doing such a great job (laughs) like you say Um, thank you so much for coming on Um, we will I really really hope well do I hope we speak to you next season maybe I don't because maybe I want to go up but we will speak (laughs) to you again soon I'm sure. yeah exactly but (laughs) but no thank you so much always a pleasure to chat to you and um, yeah all the very best for the rest of the season Um, thanks everyone for listening we'll be back with all our thoughts on this game and all the latest conference news on Tuesday see you then
0: Podcast Network.